You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. Welcome everyone to this podcast. It's good to be together. Want to follow up on something from our message this past Sunday and uh, spend some time this week on this podcast digging in a little bit more uh, into this topic of formation and the problem of sin. And I want to do that today by uh, looking at some verses in Romans 6. Uh, before I do that, I, w- I want to just, um, I guess, provide a little bit of lead up to that and, and ask some questions and, and frame it a little bit for us. And uh, this, again, comes from the message on Sunday at the end. Um, I invited us to engage and to practice this this week in uh, something that we call the sin diagnostic. And that is uh, pausing uh, multiple times each day. I suggested three times and doing a sin diagnostic on ourselves and we're gonna we're gonna do that to end this podcast but i wonder how many of us actually spend time assessing and diagnosing the sin present in our lives and i say that even having given this uh, practice this week and and even finding myself throughout this week as i've gotten going how easy it is to actually forget or fail to simply practice something as simple as that in our lives. But I wonder when it comes to uh, the Christian life and, and, you know, speaking predominantly to those who would identify as followers of Jesus, but, you know, even if if you're not, um, when it comes to sin, how many of us just justify and maybe slough it off? Like, because it doesn't fit the paradigm of the good life that our culture preaches. And and we want the good life. We are conditioned and we're told that the good life is what we want. And the problem of sin, the presence of sin, the awareness of sin, the confession of sin, dealing with sin in our lives doesn't fit with that paradigm very well because it calls us to humility. It calls us to vulnerability it calls us to confession, it calls us to repentance, and it calls us to actually make changes in our lives. Otherwise, we will feel like we're being hypocrites because we're actually not dealing with it. And so, and and then you throw in, there's the issue of shame and how we all deal with that and how we feel shame in our lives. And so, how do we deal with sin in an appropriate manner? And so, I would, I would, I would respond to that by asking this, are we examining what is present and forming us? What drives me, in other words? What, what is the focus of my life? And is it being a disciple of Jesus and living to his way, is that a focus of my life? So how am I living? Because it's not as much. It is, but it's not as much about what I am doing or not doing. That does matter. But more than that, the deeper question is, what am I becoming? What is my life leading me to? What are the practices in my life? What are the decisions in my life? What are the behaviors in my life leading me to? Is it leading me to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, as Jesus says? Is it calling me to love God above all else and then love others as myself? 
and and the effects of sin and the bible talks about that being the flesh and so the effects of that of my flesh my my desires my cravings the pursuits within me they they cannot be ignored because their impact on my life my meaning my tendencies my weaknesses my predispositions the generational patterns that have been formed in me those were not automatically and magically washed away when I prayed to receive Jesus, when I came to faith, when I made a decision to follow Jesus and I was brought into the life of God. Yes, our sins are forgiven and we're made righteous before God. We're invited into relationship with God the Father. But this does not mean that everything we do from that point forward is magically covered. And, and if we would, if we believe in that sort of model for Christianity, that really it doesn't matter what I do, I'm covered, I'm forgiven, you know, and we preach, um, you know, a lot of grace, 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 grace. That's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer referred to as cheap grace without the awareness of the, the patterns within me and the things that I need to change and come into alignment with Jesus as Lord. And that's going to mean that I need to deal with things in my life. We are called, Ephesians 2.10 talks about, it says that we are called to walk in the good works that God has prepared for us. This, this is the process. That's the process of formation, coming into what God has called us to be, being formed into his image, into his ways. To, uh, and that's a desire to be more like Jesus, to be made into his likeness, to continually and progressively die to self and grow in holiness. Now, here's the problem of sin in our lives. The denial or the avoidance of it will prevent formation into the way of Jesus. Ignoring sin, pretending that it doesn't exist, or uh, sort of just sugarcoating it or, uh, you know, making excuses for it, it does not work. We can claim, and I would, I would say, and I would suggest that the beginning of Romans six, uh, verse two, suggests this: that we can claim to have died to it and still live in sin if we do not take action. And there's a, there's a, a, um, a part of this that the reality is that we are all dealing with sin in our lives. We will all deal with it until from till the day that we pass from this earth into eternity. We are always going to have sin present in us due to our flesh. It's how we deal with it and how we are walking through it and responding to it that matters for eternity. And so recognizing our tendencies and inclinations to sin in our lives and the specific nature of that sin requires active participation on our part, a putting to death of the sin within us and bringing it into the light. So that's sort of the lead up and, and the context. I want to I just spend here a, a very short amount of time looking at Romans 6 verses 11 to 14. So uh, the the context of this is that Paul saying in light of Jesus's death and our call to die with him so that we would be raised to life with him. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin 
and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not therefore reign in your mortal, sorry, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. So again, just catch that verse. Paul says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So there is a choice to be made in Christ of how I am going to regard sin in me and how I'm going to respond to the passions that I feel within me to walk in ways that are in opposition to the way of Jesus. And then Paul says, do not present your members, and he's talking there about our, our bodies, to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. But present yourselves to God as those who've been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. So in that, what we're reading there and what we're seeing is that there is choice. There's decisions to be made. It's the way that we acknowledge and deal with sin in our lives. And whether or not we present ourselves and allow sin to be present in us and to be operating in us, or whether we we respond differently. And this is then what Paul says in verse 14. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. But catch that. Why will sin have no dominion over you? Is it automatic? Is it because you've come to faith in Jesus, you've said a prayer, and your sins have been covered, and now you're good? No. Sin not having dominion over you is a result of you partnering with God and going, I am in Christ. I am a child of God. I am not going to let sin reign in me. I am going to be working through and walking through processes to not let sin reign in me and to and for me to obey its passions. There is active engagement. We have to make decisions. And so this is where it comes to being aware that sin is a reality that we deal with and not pretending that we're creating an image that we're not dealing with it and and we're putting forth images of ourselves to people that look really good while we're not dealing with the stuff that's really going on inside of us. And so I want to invite you to end this podcast into what I invited us on Sunday into and that is to Uh, to do a sin diagnostic on ourselves and to invite God to speak to us. Uh, And again, this is a little bit of hearing God and doing listening prayer, but pausing and allowing God to speak to us using the words of Psalm 139 verses 23 and verses 24 and, and pausing and saying, God, would you search me and would you reveal to me any way in me, any sin in me that grieves you? And would you bring that to light for me? And would you show me where that's present in me? And and the reason that we, uh, the invitation was to do this multiple times each day was because we are constantly battling the flesh in our lives. It is not something that we just, you know, deal with for two minutes at the beginning of the morning and now we're good for the day. This is a constant awareness of where it's at work within me and where I need to put it to death and I need to come under Uh, the Lordship of Jesus and follow the way of Jesus and be brought into his way. So I want to invite you to do that with me now. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for how you're working in me. And we want to thank you for your word. 
And we want to simply pause right now and say, Father, would you search us? Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and to search us and to bring to our mind anything in us that is not of you. Anything, anything as small as it might be, as minute as it might be, anything that is sinful, anything that is not of you, anything that is not of the way of Jesus, any desire, any temptation, any inclination, any behavior, any thought, anything that is not of you, we bring it before you, God, and we ask you right now, would you make us aware, would you bring to light what that is within us? You may want to do this longer. I certainly think that that, um, it bears doing this much longer than just a podcast. But as you do this, and as the Lord brings to light things in you that you you know that you need to repent of, maybe things you've said or things you've did or thoughts that you've had, things that you know are not of the way of Jesus, not in, in alignment with the word of God, then confess them and, and, and repent before the Lord, asking him to re- forgive you. And again, just praying over yourself the promise of Psalm 139, that God, would you lead me in the way everlasting as you will so we receive that today, everlasting as we follow the way of his son, Jesus.